When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You love them, you hate them, and you can't stop talking about them. Announcers, analysts, pundits, they're all fair game. It's Sports Media Payhem with Alex Reamer. Time to let it rip. Hello, everybody, and welcome into episode number two of the Sports Media Mayhem podcast. My name is Alex Reamer, as you heard in our very legit and very excellent opening. Uh, great to have you with us again here as we look to get this little pod off the ground. Each and every Wednesday, you can find a new episode wherever your favorite podcasts are published. Coming up in a few moments, you'll hear my conversation with Sean McDonough. Uh, He's right in the middle of calling the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Stanley Cup finals, but he was kind enough to take some time and join me on the show this week to talk about his experience calling the NHL for the first time in nearly two decades, how he's liked calling the Stanley Cup finals so far, his thoughts on the Tom Brady deal with Fox, anything he would like to accomplish uh, as his career moves forward here, and a whole lot of other things in between. Sean McDonough, that's coming up in a few moments. You don't want to miss it. But I want to start off the show here this week with a couple of opening takes, beginning with NBC's horrific coverage of the U.S. Open, which happened over the weekend, played at the Country Club in Brookline, right in my backyard. Now, I've actually never stepped foot onto the greens at the Country Club, but I did used to live in a basement apartment in Cleveland Circle, which is not too far from the Country Club. So there you go. It was kind of like in my backyard. Uh, We had local boy Keegan Bradley in the hunt for a lot of the weekend as well. Uh, Keegan always will have a special place in my heart. His mother worked for my father for many years, and he used to call my high school radio show. That's right, because his mom's job depended on it. (laughs) No, but he, seriously, Keegan Bradley, just when he was starting off on the PGA Tour, used to call some smarmy high school kids sports radio show to ask about the Red Sox. So Keegan is a great guy, will always be a great guy in my book for doing that. Uh, The problem is, though, As I said, Keegan was in the hunt for a lot of the weekend, Saturday in particular, but yet NBC didn't show much of him. Keegan Bradley basically disappeared from the NBC broadcast. Um, (laughs) Why? Well, they were too busy showing commercials, too busy with prepackaged segments, too busy with Zoom interviews with Brad Faxon. That's what NBC was worried about. They were worried about showing everything except the golf over the weekend, and when they did show the golf, it was full of errors. Early in Sunday's round, the NBC showed its leaderboard on the screen. It showed that Scotty Scheffler sank a birdie to take the lead. The only problem is the viewers hadn't seen the putt yet. So what? Scheffler's in the lead? How did that happen? Oh, now I'll show you the birdie several minutes later. 
And it's the definition of anticlimactic because you know it's going to happen. So just a complete mess. And I really think that NBC wrongly approached the U.S. Open like the Olympics. The Olympics, of course, packaged for prime time. Most people out there don't know about curling or bobsledding or these other obscure sporting events. So you make it about the storylines. You have the prepackaged segments, a lot of talking time, not a lot of actually showing the action and diving into the action. It's a show, not a sporting event. And NBC took, it seems like, a similar approach with the U.S. Open, which was the wrong one because people who are dedicating large portions of their time over the weekend to watch the U.S. Open want to see, you guessed it, the U.S. Open. So a bad move by NBC to treat this thing like they treat the Olympics. Bad, bad, bad. And to add to the annoyance, you had to play remote control gymnastics. First round Sunday was on Peacock at 9 a.m., then it jumps to USA Network at 10. Then it moves to NBC at noon. Network executives love that. They love the synergy. Uh, but the viewers, the viewers are the one who lose out. The viewers are the one who lose out. And they certainly lost out over the weekend at the US Open. Uh, the NBA Finals also lost out <clears throat> in terms of ratings. Uh, game 6, final number there, 13.9 million viewers to see the Warriors defeat the Celtics at the Garden. Now, on the surface, if you just look at it compared year to year, it looks great because that number, 13.9 million, is almost 12% up from viewership of last year's Game 6 between the Bucks and Suns. That was also a clinching game for Milwaukee. And it blew the 2020 NBA Finals out of the water as well. So you say, great, best final ratings since 2019. They should be celebrating in the NBA offices. Well, mm, nope, not so fast. If you dive further into the numbers, this year's finals kind of tanked uh, because if you look at the last two finals, 2020 and 21, they were not normal. In 2020, of course, we were playing in the bubble, no crowd, no drama, playing in the fall as well, a much more competitive TV period, NFL. So can't compare it to 2020, throw that out. I mean, that's a year that we would all like to forget anyway, so we might as well forget the ratings to the NBA Finals. And then last year, yeah, Bucks Suns was played on an actual basketball, in an in actual basketball arenas. There were actual fans watching the games, yes. But game six was played July 20th. Yeah, that series started over July 4th weekend. I remember watching one of the games bleary-eyed in P-Town. <laughs> I mean, yeah, July 20th. This is the first year since 19 that the finals actually took place when they were supposed to early to mid-June, and the numbers disappointed. And that's especially bad for the NBA because the 2019 finals were between the Warriors and Raptors. And the Raptors play in Toronto. So people who watch the Raptors in Canada, they don't count in the Nielsen ratings here. And game six of those finals compared to this year, this year was down 24% in viewership from last from 19's game six again down 24 percent and again that series included the raptors whose numbers don't even count in the u.s and there was this tweet going around as well that showed that game six of the world series between the braves and astros drew 14 million viewers so baseball's dead right haha i mean it's something that we talk about in boston all the time Red Sox are dead, Red Sox are down, but yet they continually outdraw the Celtics and Bruins on TV. The NBA gets more buzz 
than Major League Baseball. There's no doubt about it. They have the superstars, they're the cultural cachet, they're all over ESPN, they have the social media reach. But yet, that buzz doesn't translate to eyeballs. There is a disconnect in the NBA when it comes to people following the action around the league and watching the games themselves. And I think this year's finals numbers are a perfect example of that. On paper, you had a series with a lot of storylines. Warriors going for their fourth championship. Steph Curry went off, was at the top of his game against the Celtics. Tatum's first championship. Marquee franchise. Probably the best NBA Finals matchup that could have happened once the Final Four existed. And the ratings tanked, which shows that disconnect between the buzz that the league creates and actually the people who sit down and watch the games themselves. So there you have it. Those are my two opening takes this week. Disappointing U.S. Open coverage from NBC. Even a golfing novice such as myself noticed that. And disappointing NBA Finals ratings. But you know what is not disappointing? My conversation with Sean McDonough. That's coming up on the other side. Thank you for listening.